Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is... Sorry. (laughs) First time that ever happened. Yeah, it happens occasionally. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, you first. Her name is Sarah and his name is Aaron. This week was Kroll from 1983, directed by Peter Yates, starring Ken Marshall as Colin. C- Colwyn? Col- Colwyn? Col- Colgate? Colwyn? Uh, Lisette <laughs> Anthony as Lissa. Freddie Jones as Inia, the wise one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alun Armstrong as Torkel. And everyone's favorite, Bernard Burslaw as the Cyclops. And, wait, what is the name of the the, the wizard? Is Ergo, Ergo the Magnificent? Ergo the Magnificent, yes. Ergo the Magnificent, yes. uh, played by David Batley. This was my pick. Me, Joel. Hi, Joel. And uh, but why would I pick movie? I mean, you, typically when we've picked these movies, it's because they have a special place in our hearts or anything like that. You know, when we did two thousand one, obviously that was special to me. Aaron, uh, what was the last one we did? Uh. You mean the, the movie before this one? No, no, the one that you picked. Oh, Dark Star was the one I Dark tried. Star, very mm-hmm. special movie to you, Sarah, mm-hmm. Dylan, Ted. What else? Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yeah. Super special movies. So, obviously, Kroll must have a special place in my heart. Yeah. It has to. <laughs> so, next week, we're going to be watching... Uh, no. <laughs> picked it why'd you pick yeah, why'd you pick it, i don't know what's wrong with me i don't know this this movie is like an infection it's uh, like what? it's like i've got an abscess tooth and every once in a while i'm reminded it's there and have to watch crawl again excuse me <laughs> i was introduced to this movie through another podcast podcast called film sack where they do basically what we do well they're they watch a different movie every week and talk about it and it's, you know, uh, typically funny stuff going on there. Their first movie that they selected was Kroll, and I had a lot of time on my hand, a lot of disposable income, so younger than I was then, and I had bought several of the DVDs of the movies that they had talked about without first watching them, and one of them was Kroll. <coughs> the first time I watched Kroll, I I don't think I liked it very... I like I liked certain parts of it. Like, I, I hadn't become the kind of person who would watch a movie that was not super stellar or, or something like that. Like, for, for goofs or anything like that. And I'm not even saying that this is, that is this kind of movie. Uh-huh. Second time I watched it, I watched it with Sarah and a couple of our friends. And it was because 
I was like, boy, I really want to watch Crawl again. <laughs> Even though I didn't really think it was that good the first time. And we watched it. And I was like, okay, there's there's no reason to ever have to watch this movie again. You know, the movie feels like it's about six hours long. <laughs> uh, given given that I've watched it twice, that's twice. That's about three years of my life that's gone. Uh, you know, uh, there's no reason to watch it again. And then it came my turn to pick a movie, and I was like, you know what sounds really good? We should watch Crawl. <laughs> so my question is, what's wrong with me? Just kidding. Aaron, you, you probably you, should go see a doctor. You legitimately like this movie. I, dude, I love this movie. Okay. Yes. Yes. Tell us your history with it. Uh, this is a movie that I think I watched on cable or satellite or whatever my par- parents were using uh, in my youth to have cable or TV television. And um, I just watched it and I was like, holy crap. This movie's amazing. I think I, I watched it probably with Sarah and Jessica, and we were just all stoked. And then um, my parents had a had a had a had a huge library of pre-recorded VHS tapes, and I was just going through it. And I found Kroll once again, and uh, just took it upon myself to watch it every now and then, just to remind me just what a great, awesome time we had watching it. And I think it's just kind of just a really fun kind of adventure movie <laughs> that you know it's fun to watch with people just hang out. What about you, Sarah? Do you have any special attachment to this movie at all? My fond memory of this movie is actually a memory of listening to that Film Sack podcast. We we went to a wedding in Big Sur probably several years ago now with a couple of friends in the car. We were driving up to Big Sur and I I get super car sick, so I was on Dramamine. And that was making me pretty loopy. But we were listening to this sort of, like, explanation of this movie. And Nick and me and Kelsey, like, had no perspective at all. (laughs) We'd never seen it before. And we were hearing all of these things about the different objects and the different, like, parts of the story. And we were just laughing because we were, like, trying to picture it in our heads. And in a way, we kind of pictured, like, some pretty unique stuff that, like, when I actually saw the movie, like, it was different from what I had imagined. Yeah. But when I saw the movie the first time, I did enjoy it. But I think that both times I've seen it now, I had a little bit of some discomfort with some of the like gross stuff <laughs> like and some of the like unpleasant like bad guy stuff yeah just because it was a little like darker than stuff i watched as a kid like sure. and it's and i think there are a couple parts that are supposed to be a little bit squeamish you know yeah a bit it's definitely the intent the intent crawling. was to, to make you yeah yeah skin crawling yeah so i i think my my fondness for this movie comes from the memory of us riding in a car up to Big Sur on a windy road in the dark listening to people talk about fire horses and having no idea what they were talking about and just like laughing with my friends. And then when I saw the fire horses in the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like... (laughs) I, this I, is a real thing. That is awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I can only imagine what watching the movie with Dramamine must have been like. That, that must have been an interesting experience. I, I failed to mention earlier that uh, when I was taking my swimming lessons as a young lad, I also had a uh, curled beach towel 
that uh, possess the the picture of the uh, glaive and and the lettering of the and then off of each blade there was like a like a shining light that was flying across the beach towel naturally like <laughs> oh wow yeah like, like, like with the like horizontal lines across the towel nice. as if it's like flying across yeah. the towel the glaive Most shows the way <laughs> yeah. the movie that I was talking about this earlier with Sarah. The glaive is the weapon of destiny. It's like a symbol in the world of Crawl that they think is just a legend. And when he pulls it out of the fire pit and presents it, it's like super shiny. Every time you see it, it's super shiny. It's got these blades and stuff like that. That should have been the Crawl. Because the movie is called Crawl, which is the name of the planet that it takes place on. But the whole thing that goes on, uh, the, the, the startup of this movie is a, uh, a preamble where Inir says that he has heard of the legend of the beast coming to their planet, the planet of Kroll, and destroying the world. But soon a, a, a man and a woman will rise up and destroy the beast, and they will rule the world together. And their son will rule the galaxy. So the story is bigger than the planet of Kroll, at least originally as intended. You know, they're straight from the beginning. They're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be more of this. This is going to be some Star Wars Dune level. We're going to yeah. keep on going stuff here. Yeah. You know, Paul Atreides, Jihad, the whole bit. <laughs> it is kind of a Star Wars meets Dune, huh? Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I was, hadn't really thought of that. I was thinking like Princess Bride meets Dune. Oh, that's cool, too. Yeah. Totally see that. A little bit of Lord of the Rings sprinkled on there. We got a fellowship. Yeah, and you got, like, some magic users that are, like, more like wizards than, like... Yeah, and it's, like, barbarians and oh, stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. Kind of like a D&D adventure. Totally. Yeah. I see that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. How many times do you think he could change himself into an animal in a day <laughs> <laughs> well i think he relied on on his uh, scrolls oh, to be honest nice. with you that makes so sense I, that's what i thought he was using in order to ch- shape change cool so, yeah each one changed him into a different animal and one of them was for teleporting at a very high speed i think because that's how he's introduced right i figured he turned himself into a fireball or something that was my that was my first uh, mm. my first thought. Maybe he meant to turn into one of the fire horses. And oh, <laughs> he messed, he messed it out. up into the high speed fireball. Maybe maybe there was a tiny horse in that fireball. <laughs> 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 so the actual synopsis for the movie before before I go crazy, there's a interstellar beast who lives in a floating <laughs> floating poop castle. It looks like it's a nice house. arrangement of rocks. Uh, I would say. He apparently has been going from planet to planet, destroying, conquering, whatever. He lands on the planet, and we understand that he has destroyed a whole bunch of things. He's conquered a bunch of the land, and so these two kingdoms are going to unite through marriage. Uh, Cohen and Lyssa are going to get married, and their fathers have been mortal enemies or whatever. But now they have to unite so that they can destroy the beast. Uh, On the day of their wedding... The beast soldiers comes in, kidnap Lyssa, kill both of the kings, leaves poor Colwyn with a wound. Then Aenir shows up, and he takes the boy on a journey 
just like Obi-Wan Kenobi. It was uh, some pretty blatant Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff yeah, going on there, yeah. man. You know, I kept expecting... <laughs> he yeah. just... He yeah. just had wisdom, right? right there wasn't right. anything else he was imparting on Right, him. there was no magic. <laughs> there was no training. Nothing else like that. He was like, oh, you need to do this. Oh, you need to do this. And he had, he had some I like pink how, goo. When we were watching it recently, I really liked how Sarah was, was explaining his... Uh, um, some of his just some of his mannerisms and just his matter of factness uh yeah i, I really enjoyed that cranky he was like yeah he was just so indignant about everything That's the word. he was yeah. like just so like ev- reacted to everything everybody was saying like what? Like that's the shut up. Shut up, you, you ignorant person. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he he seems to be so quick with the information too. Like after the battle's already done, then he explains what happens more often than not. Yeah. He's like, this is what you experienced. And everyone looks at him like he's like so wise and like the like, old man from the mountain. Could you have given us some of this wisdom before the battle, dude? <laughs> he didn't roll his perception check till What's... after after everything was said and done. Do you know any of the lines that he says in this? Oh, I, I, you know, not I don't have it memorized, but there's definitely a few points where he's just like, "Oh yeah, that was this thing." Yeah. And, like, nobody even questions, like... Oh, like, the doppelganger yep. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He says, uh... But it wasn't until after they... Yeah, they, after they know. had to face off with the yeah. thing. He says to Colin... Or you t- oh, you're talking about, like, the prophetic things that he says? Or, well, like, like lore, his... The lore of their planet. You know, the lore of their planet. Or, you know, he <laughs> reveals these... But he's, he seems to reveal these facts yeah. after they experience them, you know? Like... I forgot to tell you that oh, was yeah. a viral disease. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't step in that. Don't step in that sand. <laughs> that's Obi- that's Obi Wan too, right? Oh, like, that's like, the poisonous sand. Yeah, well, exactly like Obi Wan in that music video. Like, oh yeah, uh, remind me to tell you about that girl later. Like, <laughs> I know she's your sister. I just um, I forgot to tell. I'll you. tell you about it later. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, man. anyways, uh, after after doing that, uh, Colin has to go get his lightsaber. I mean, uh, the the glaive, which is a four pronged star. Yeah, that is Can't even make the shape super yet. shiny, golden, and mm-hmm. blades pop out of it. Why are you guys throwing gang symbols at me? I was trying to make the glaive with my hands for some reason. Is it I don't really know why. four? Yeah, it's four. one. Two, but three. it's curved. Wouldn't it look like a swastika? Um, is it five? I'm looking it up right now. Or is it like the other way, like the Native American, like because it's not really bent; it's more like rounded, like a spiral. I'm getting a feeling like it was a star shape, right? Like it might be five sided. Yeah, maybe. Trust the artists. If if I still <laughs> if I could find my freaking DVD, we'd be able to look this up. No, you're right. It is five stars. Five sided. Five five blades. <laughs> and I misspelled glaive. There it is. That's a dangerous thing, there. Oh yeah. When he like pops out those, he's holding it. Pops out the blades. I expect him. Ah, yeah. <laughs> like I cut my arm. <laughs> the glaive is amazing. It is such a cool-looking thing. Like, you can't wait to see what this thing's going to do. 
oh, it's going to be special. So we get down to the bottom of the mountain, and he's ready to use it. And he's like, no, 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 you'll, you'll know when to use it. Which is the end of the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> the end of the movie until you'll we see this You'll know when to use it. You'll know when to use it. <laughs> what about when all those guys are attacking us? No, no. Just uh, just hold on to that. <laughs> <laughs> Their wisdom. Anir was like, if you wipe them out too fast, I won't be able to explain what they were. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is like the old man that Heidi lived with in the mountains. <laughs> like a mountain, like a lumberjack or you mean, something. You mean seal? No. Oh, different Heidi. Okay. You know, it kind of makes sense now that I think about it, because like, he wasn't very socialized, so maybe that's why like common, common, you know, courtesy is one of them. Yeah, I, I get the feeling like maybe his his time alone, being a being an old hermit. wise sage hermit, might have affected his. Uh, uh, he probably smelled really bad. <laughs> his tolerance for stupidity. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty mean to that. That poor kid, his whole like his whole family wiped out, you know, his bride taken oh, yeah. from him. And he's just like Whatever, man. I came here to find came, a king. I came here to find a king. Instead I found a boy. <laughs> Did we even talk about that when, no, the, we when kinda... the shit hit the fan? A fart boy. No, I mean we, we you know, I, I said that yeah, they, those guys okay. came in and kidnapped her and killed the guy, but that's a pretty intense scene. <laughs> Just Man. all, like, everyone gets slaughtered in this wedding party. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Red Wedding. Like, you have to give it to the composer, though. He made, like, <laughs> holy crap, this movie, this movie has, like, the most intense music, man. Like, yeah. it's... The music's pretty good. The guy's walking up a rock, and it sounds like this life or death is oh, gonna... Like, an oh. It's an amazing adventure. Oh, I want to see that looped over and over. <laughs> just, just hey, climbing that <laughs> You don't have to. It, it goes on for like ten minutes. <laughs> like, oh, uh, Cohen's gonna get to the top to get to the glaive. Uh, we got some time to spare. Fill out this movie. It's I want a the nice top, the very top. How long was Star Wars? Yeah, we gotta beat that. <laughs> he <laughs> has to climb the yeah. face of this rock. That's like I don't even know how he does it. Like, well, he has some really cool pirate pants. Oh, I would yes. say. Oh, the pants! You couldn't get enough of those pants, Sarah. Those were some tight pants. I mean, these are tighter than what? What was the movie we were watching? Where the guy? Labyrinth. No, it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> those were some tight pants. <laughs> no, I they're on par. Those are tights. Those aren't pants. Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> you're right. There was another movie with pants. Yeah, the one you love so much. Crawl. No, the other one. <laughs> I love Crawl. Robocop. That's the one you want to watch on YouTube. Oh, Quincy's Quest. Quincy's yes. Quest. Right. Yeah, these are tighter than Quincy's Quest pants. Take a drink. <laughs> this is like <laughs> Pirates of Penzance, like <laughs> dancing musical theater, like gymnast pants. Yeah, they look super tight, but they obviously <laughs> he was able to move around in them. Totally. Them. Like, I wonder if they had twenty on set. Just yeah, it's in like case wearing a cat suit. <laughs> <laughs> A unitard. The way he was skipping around most of the time, he was practically wearing a freaking cat suit. <laughs> That's what I 
I'm saying. Like, it was just, he had some little boots on, but, like. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Ken Marshall was, like, super athletic during this movie oh, as yeah. well. He like, was ripped. He, he, I'm, I'm sure that he was doing some, some, you know, some pretty common, I guess, superhero <laughs> training nowadays. But at that time, it was probably, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was, uh, you know, Clash of the Titans level, like, you know, he had the they had the abs and everything yeah. like that. You know, we only saw it in that when he had been shot and the old man came to rub him down, so he didn't die. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't remember that. He was like, he it. He was like laying on the I stairs was. with his shirt open. Yeah, like, oh, man, I missed that part. <laughs> I've seen this movie three times. I've got it memorized. <laughs> Aaron's seen it way more than me. He knows. A couple more times, but yeah. Not not too many past three, though. Probably Fourteen. Four. Maybe. No. Fifteen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so when do they run into the, like, outlaws? It's pretty soon after that, because... Before they before they run into the outlaws, they run into Ergo. Ergo. The, the magician. Oh, yeah. They're just on their journey. Like, this is a... The beginning of the movie is so... The scenery and the castle that they're in, is, it's so nice to look at the way everything is framed and the music going along with it. But once they get the glaive, we start going on an, a journey that has a lot of montage of trekking. Oh, I forgot the, the, the first horse montage, which was the king and, and uh, Colin heading to the castle. Yeah, that's true. It took seven a while. horse montages. It took a while for the story even to start. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of floating castle. You could go get popcorn. Yeah. And come back before it really got going. A lot of slow space castle, mm-hmm. floating rock stuff. Then a lot of horse riding. And Lissa running, a lot of rock Lissa running around that weird non-Euclidean geometry. <gasps> Like biological oh. castle thing. After she gets, yeah, um, like eyeballs and buttholes. <laughs> no, that's really good to bring up though, because yeah, occasionally in the film you'll just get this shot of Lissa running around the, this nightmare, <laughs> nightmare labyrinth. Yeah, while the movie's going on. Yeah, she's all dolled up. She she well, went from being somebody who was a main character to the damsel in distress, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but typical. Um. She offers to fight with him. Right. Yeah, she's ready. She would have. She gets kidnapped. He's trying to protect her, I think, too. He's trying to make sure that, yeah, the whole thing is for her, so. I did it all for you. Do you think she would have been, like, thrown down with them if she hadn't been kidnapped? I think so. Or do you think he would have been, like, stay here Mm. or stay somewhere safe? I think she would have wanted to go along. Yeah, I don't know. Totally. I mean, we don't we don't get any idea of her character other than her, you know. I mean, she acts like a royalty with her, like we must have peace in the kingdom, and then I she gets kidnapped. I get the feeling like uh, she probably would have thrown down though, yeah. Had, had she had the chance, yeah. Sure. I don't. I don't. I mean, speculatively, yes. Yeah, I would say so. She offered to, so I think she would have. I just meant I didn't know if he would have let her. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. She said, get this walking carpet out of my way, and was out of the movie. <laughs> He's like, you stay with the bad guy kidnapped, <laughs> and I'll fight all the other ones out here. <laughs> Don't worry, Colwyn. <laughs> I'll watch her for you. Oh, thanks, Beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she gets kidnapped by Hank Pym, and we don't see her for a while. Uh, ergo, is the comedy relief in magic form. 
And he's played by the guy from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, <laughs> who is Charlie Bucket's teacher, who is one of my favorite parts of that movie. But he's got, you know, he's only got that tiny role in the beginning where he's talking about the test they're going to take. He's like, Charlie Bucket, come up here and help me. Oh, and they're pouring the stuff into the the bucket. <laughs> they're pouring it into something <laughs> in the beginning of that movie when he's in school. And he, you know, he's an incompetent magician, wizard, whatever. Keeps threatening to turn people into animals or trying to turn into animals himself. And we get that amazing transformation scene right away. Yeah. Like, that's some cool stuff. <laughs> I like it a lot. I use the word amazing as sarcastically, though, because I can see <laughs> the effect. How did they do the effect? It's so weird. Well, yeah, it's kind of like a weird, like, you see him and then they kind of, like, shrink him down. Yeah. And then they slowly, like, fade it into a, well, a, totally a goose. Anamorphs. Yeah, he totally anamorphs right in front of you into a goose. Yep. It's kind of like a drawing a for a second. It yeah. looks like. That must be. Yeah. It's probably yeah. totally must have destroyed it. Animation in between. He's I guess we should go back some time and slow it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so you can get a frame by frame. No, I've destroyed all copies of this movie. Anyway. So well, there goes Didn't him. he walk into the woods and see somebody first? Or was he, that after he changed into a goose? He was walking. After he turned back from the goose, he was like, I'm going on my own way. I don't need your help. He walks yeah. in there and he sees a one-eyed willy. I mean, man. Named. Uh, Cyclops. Does he actually have a name? <laughs> He's just the Cyclops, isn't He's he? He's just a Cyclops, man. Yeah. In that moment... It's, like, comedic <laughs> for me. Both times I watched it, it was a crack up. Like, I, I, probably, I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, scary at first, like, ominous or... Well, Col- Colwyn tells Ergo, he's like, he's like, he's like, well, fine, you're, you know, you're, you're on your own then, you know? You're gonna, the forest is full of dangers and perils, and he right. walks three steps and sees a one-eyed monster. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess it's supposed to be ominous, but, like... <laughs> they've got him, like, in darkness, like, in a shadow, but they've got, like, a spotlight, like, coming... You know how in old movies, <laughs> they a spotlight on the face of the star? <laughs> just, just so you can see his eye. <laughs> like, whoa, something's going on here. That huge mechanical eye is blinking. <laughs> What the heck oh is going on here? Oh my god. Take I love it home. so much though. Take me home. I love that Cyclops. <laughs> I want a spin off movie, prequel Cyclops Adventures and Kroll. <laughs> so, yes, er- Ergo is chickens out. He hops on the horse. They're riding along. Then we meet the rest of the band, I believe. Uh, all of Turkle. Tur- Turkwell? Turkwell? Tur- turkey? Turkey Burger? <laughs> Anyways, a bunch of bandits. Little kid bandit. No, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah younger boy bandit. The uh, leader, Turkwell. Yeah. Haggard. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got some actual. These are some actual recognizable Hagrid. actors. We, we got uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. And Robbie Coltrane. You know, I'm going to have to say, up until this viewing of the film, I had no idea that was Liam Neeson. I really I'll be liked. honest with you. 
I remember some remember while we were watching it, I just kept squinting. Yeah. And I, and I was like, <laughs> it's kind of a weird kind of Qui-Gon Jinn-shaped Kai there. Yeah. I was like, that was because I was looking at the braids, and I was like, oh, it kind of looks like a little bit like some type of Jedi braid. Huh, how interesting. Yeah. And, then, and then as the movie kept going along, I was like, you know, the way he's kind of squinting there, yeah. looks a little bit like Liam Neeson. <laughs> 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 Because it is. <laughs> he looks so young in it, though, and I, I started thinking, I wonder how many other actors would have looked like that when they were younger if they had, like, a rat's tail and just, like, shaved head the rest yeah. of the way. You mean just like me, Liam Neeson, specifically? Yeah. Huh. Like, how many of the younger actors... I, I was just putting that hairdo on a lot of other oh, people in my head. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Liam Neeson's a big guy. I mean, like, you can he's tell, tall. like, he's taller and he's he's built, like, broad-shouldered. You can see why he transitioned to, like, action movies when he was older and stuff like that. I mean, it, it seems like he had the build. <laughs> Robbie Coltrane has always looked like that, too. Even as he's older. Just, he didn't have that goofy mustache. <laughs> Isn't he a jazz musician? You're thinking of different people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you're thinking of Miles Davis. So the bandits, they're just uh, they're just a plucky group, right? They're not really bad guys. Well, they, 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 they obviously had been incarcerated for some reason, theft or whatever, but because the planet was in, like, stupid amount of peril... <laughs> the, you know, the peril level of the planet was on orange or whatever color you know yeah. you, you want to add it. set the peril level meter to stupid yeah <laughs> and so so like obviously the king's men were all dead so they couldn't really you know take these guys in can't be imprisoned anymore if yeah. there's not any gods yeah. it's basically Turquoise Liam Neeson the younger guy and the rest of them are all red shirts for the most part. They're all just like fodder for whenever random beast soldiers show up. And, you know, at least one of them dies every time there's an encounter. Every time somebody rolls the encounter die, they immediately get a shot off. We lose another one of the bandits. Just to name like the things they encounter after this point, like, is a lot of stuff. It's it's an intense adventure. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like what happens right after they get together? They go to the swamp? I don't... Where did, they, a transition where did they find the blind guy? They were, like, heading to the blind guy because they needed to be able... To ask him a question? They needed to be able to find the black castle, the the castle of the beast, because the castle moved every day. So you could never tell where it was going to be. What a brilliant idea for a super... For, for a, a villain's castle to, yeah, pretty to good, yeah. you know, show up at different points in the planet. That's pretty smart. I do it every hour on the hour, though. One 24-hour period, that's just, you know, that's cutting it. So the wise man knew to find the, the blind man? He had, like, friends. He had, like, a, a little black phone book or something like that to look up. He's like, ah, this guy's dead, this guy's <laughs> dead, this guy. Oh, the blind guy. Oh, and the Widow of the Web. See, yeah. well, I don't want to go there yet. Let's go see what this blind guy well, He's like, you know, I get the feeling like that That uh, there's like this like kind of interesting number of like seers and like, and uh, yeah, there's, you know, fortune tellers and like. Uh, uh, the brown wizard, the red wizard, the white wizard, and the gray wizard. Well, because even, yeah, I mean, even the Cyclopses could, could see 
some form of the future as well. Everyone on this planet was just waking up and going like, I know, I know what my destiny is. Yeah. Why? I have the ability to know the future one way or another. You know, <laughs> everyone. Did. It's just a gift they have on this planet. On this planet, yeah. Yeah, totally. I know I'm going to marry that chick. That's the only thing Colin knew. That's true. And then right. he was a good fighter. Mm-hmm. I just found fighters that, make bad husbands. I just found that to be an interesting pattern, though. Yeah, totally. There's a lot of that. Were they calling him a skier or something? Or Yeah, mm-hmm. he was a seer. A seer, yeah. Gazing into scri- gazing into scritzels? Yes. Pretzels? Skittles? Crystals? Taste the rainbow. <laughs> Let's go off on a tangent right now. Skittles, I hate you. You took away my lime flavor. You oh. destroy the rainforest. Oh, man. I hate you. Okay. <laughs> so before they meet the seer, I think they do actually... The Cyclops joins their group. <laughs> I saw that, Aaron. You didn't see anything. I saw you reaching for the Lego and then changing your mind. (laughs) I just didn't want the mic to pick up. Oh, I appreciate it. Your self-control is valiant and I salute you. Joel's going to slap your hand. (laughs) He was. He was. Give me a yardstick. He's sitting kind of far away. (laughs) Have a little little spritz bottle. (laughs) It might destroy the equipment. I don't want to do that. (laughs) <laughs> a little can of air you can just spray so huh. do they get the seer before they get the cyclops or the other way around the cyclops because I know the, the, cyclops, the cyclops joins appears, in after like he saves he makes, Ergo's life he makes an appearance again because yeah he saves Ergo's life that happens before they see the seer okay this is because that's the first time they experience the, the thieves experience the invaders right so they have two eye weirdos mm-hmm that can see the future. Well, one, one of them I don't think has eyes at all, so. <laughs> Even if we put them together, we still only have one eye. True, true. This is true. Yeah. And is he can is eyeless? Yeah, he's he blind. can't really see the future. He can only see his own death. Oh, the Cyclops? Yeah. yeah. They say they made a deal with the Beast, which means, I mean,. If this affected, how long has the beast been on this planet? Well, I got the feeling that the, the that the beast was a reoccurring thing. Oh, he'd been to the planet before, possibly. Like the devil, he, like buzzed it, like a UFO. <laughs> they didn't really establish that. I'm gonna say, but it just it, it felt like this 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 uh, villain was known throughout the galaxy. I got that feeling. I got that feeling that this dude's been around. Maybe even the Cyclopses aren't from that planet. Maybe they just. You know, oh, okay. They flew here on their Namekian UFO things. Yeah, dude. Ah, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, they uh, <laughs> they sweared fail- fealty to the beast in exchange. They wanted the ability to see the future. The beast granted them the power, but like the genie from those uh, Wishmaster movies, <laughs> what? a monkey's paw. Oh, they, of course, their gift was not what they wanted. The only future they could see was their own death. Death by chocolate. And we found this out from the old man, right? Yep, yeah. He the, tells us a lot of stuff. The old man knows. <laughs> the old man's <laughs> making it up. <laughs> 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 That's good. 
that's that's why he doesn't tell them until after the thing happens. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. That makes sense. Like, oh, Better by the way, uh, that, that's quicksand you guys are falling into. It's like, oh man, I gotta keep my street cred here. If I don't say something somewhat wise at this point. I could just see that guy being like, Go away, you're full of crap. He's like, he's like the hobo Obi-Wan, you know? Oh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Yes. He got a little vest. He had a little, he had a little vest. He had like fingerless gloves. Yeah. He had half a sandwich and a baggie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he just wanted a refill on his coffee. That's why I was so cranky. Shopping cart. No coffee. <laughs> I need the glaive and a shotgun. <laughs> Where do these guys get food? I've what thought it, about what? food often on their journey. Like, I mean, really? there are creatures that are alive. Yeah, like so they they probably hunting or something like that. But we don't, you know, it's typical movie magic. You don't see them eating. Right. Yeah. You don't see them going to the bathroom. Yeah. Well. Are they eating at that point where they're, like, sitting around the campfire later and Liam Neeson, like, one of Liam Neeson's yeah. wives is there? Yeah, so they are eating at one yeah. point. They say, oh, she's a really good cook and a great lay or something like that. You know, I, I can't do a Liam Neeson without practicing. The <clears> ladies <throat> have the food in this right. planet. Yes. Yeah. That's why he really wanted to get Lisa back. <laughs> That's why he had eight wives. <laughs> Join us. Oh God! All men need company. <laughs> yes. these, are, these things are making more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> when they get the seer, they also acquire Titch, who is—I don't want to know what the seer's relationship is with this little boy, but he hangs out in the cave with him. <laughs> he's teaching his mysterious ways. Every old man's got to have a little kid around, right? You know, to like—I don't know. This is like this is like a sword in the stone. Yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. He's the up and coming he seems seer. Like cage you know, he's got to stare at emerald gems or whatever. I don't know. He mixes potions. Sonic the Hedgehog stuff. I don't know. He commands brooms to do his work for him. Why does Sonic hang out with tails? You I don't know, know. You know why Sonic? Oh, I, actually, I, should, I shouldn't have gone down that path. Chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, listeners, write in with your Sonic fan art today. <laughs> the seer guy, the wizard or whatever that wears the green cloak, he is pretty much the scariest thing to me in this whole movie. <laughs> oh, totally. The way He's he looks looking, yeah. from the get-go is creepy. And then what happens with him is even creepier. Mm-hmm. Totally. That's some pretty spooky stuff. Making their way through the marshland, they are attacked by several of the beast's soldiers. And there's also, after that happens, there's also a part where they start sinking into the marsh, like quicksand style. Well, at this point, we've already lost a couple of red shirts. We, we'll use another one into this dog. <laughs> it's like a puddle of water with sawdust on top of it. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, full of so yeah, just lots of sawdust. Sure, it's a lot of graham crackers. Well, they they do sink and into it rather slowly, so it. it's like there's a platform that's like lowering. Yeah, you know, it's a nice effect. I think that they used some of their acting skills there. Oh, they were like lowering pretending on their knees. to struggle in the 
water Ooh. with sawdust. Yeah, no, it was real, hundred percent. It definitely had some never-ending story kind of feel right there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But yeah. I think this came first, didn't it? I think it did. Yeah. yeah. Maybe never-ending story stole from this. I mean, that was a book, an actual book. I don't know when the actual book was written. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Crawl was not a book. Crawl was born from the egg of the Lord. I didn't mean to derail us. If I was, like, going on what? a tangent. <laughs> was I, was I... No, you're not going on a tangent. <coughs> this is important information. Swamps. Sorry. Swamps and, 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 and quicksand. Yeah, will you stop going off on tangents? Anyways, Skittles. Let's talk about this again. No, wait. No, no, wait. <laughs> so when they're rescuing all the friends, um, this is when Seer Guy gets taken out. Who grabs him? Or it, did you just see a hand? Originally, it's already a perfect copy of him. It's it, He, like, approaches him from behind and he's like, uh, who's there? Is it my mommy or whatever? That's and the, you see, he's got the black eyes when he opens yeah. his eyes. It gives me a chill to and think uh, about. Yeah, Terminator I don't two. think you would want a long, creepy, spiky fingernails reaching on your neck. We've already talked about Captain EO. <laughs> so yes, he's been. We, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He's This beast has done something to him, and nobody knows about it. So he joins the group, walks around for a while. Every once in a while, we see him open his black eyeballs. He has completely so, black eyes. So ominous. Yeah. So ominous. Scary. This guy was creepy looking before he had totally black eyes. And afterwards, it's just like... Nightmare-inducing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. The tension is there, like totally, as the viewer, because you're just like, you're like, I know, but they don't. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Although that was really cool. How do they figure out? He like well, he flips out or something. They get to the point that they're going to, which is the some other tower, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, only the chosen one whatever can go from with me from here on and so him and colin start walking towards this thing and that's when he's like starts to attack him right and the invaders show up yeah and then spear ex machina which happens a bunch of times all of a sudden (laughs) the spear comes off from the other side of the screen yeah let's talk about the spear a little bit though it's not like a single point it's like a three-pronged like like triangular shaped trident trident kind of thing thing. yeah and cyclops is just very proficient (laughs) he must have super strength because he just he flings this thing. He takes out, you know, a bunch of the invaders. He takes out, <laughs> takes out this doppelganger. Well, he doesn't take him out right away, right? It just hits him in the back, and all of a sudden, the doppelganger's like, ah, ah, ah. yeah, it takes like shaking. forever to like. He does almost like a John Carpenter, oh, like, yeah, thing and then his kind face like melts on. away, yeah, all half creepy, of it, he's all bubbly. See, as a kid, I couldn't have handled this, Aaron. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but oh, I, I probably would have been terrified. Yeah, Aaron, why are you ruining Sarah's I'm all childhood? melting face of a creepy doppelganger wizard. 
I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it was just it was the right time for me. But, you you yeah. must have been tough enough to be okay watching uh, it. Uh, the, there were movies that I was not so tough on. Movies <laughs> made out of snips and snails and puppy dog tails, which is gross. Who's cutting off the tails off of puppy dogs? Killer Crown from Outer Space. That's all I'm going to say. Man. What did you see that as a child? Yeah, scar oh, me. Oh no, it was pretty bad. Experience. I really like that movie. <laughs> now, oh, well, it's, I think it's funny as now. A, yeah, I but... think I saw a part of it as a kid, and it like, uh, like because they have those like drool strings. Yeah, like... yeah. Talk about nightmare inducing. <sighs> but that doesn't happen in Kroll. No, not too much, anyways. But there's plenty of gross things in Kroll. Like in that beginning well, wedding time... scene, we like see some a knife go through somebody's neck. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's the some violence. Bubbling guy. Violence. So we, let's just kind of skip over until the next, where we get to the next bit here. I think the next, what, what do you think the next point is that's well, important for the this? ladies? The ladies? Well, what, well, because at this point they lost the seer who was supposed to yeah. be, they, or they, they finally realized they lost the guy who was going to help them find where the castle was. So like Ho- hope Hobie won afterwards. Hobo, Hobo. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess I gotta. That- <laughs> guess I gotta go, guys. I gotta go. That can happen sometimes. A doppelganger will create itself and then come with you when you think it's really a wizard. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Happens. Yeah, totally. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> I was gonna tell you about that, but uh, I was thinking. Looks left, looks right. It's a doppelganger. <laughs> I just was really sure that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so, you know. Every once yeah. in a blue moon, a doppelganger Sorry, appears. I didn't tell you about that quicksand thing either. Sorry. He's like he's like quickly just flipping through the pages of the monster manual so he can read the, like, the, the monster description. <laughs> <laughs> Only doppelganger we know about is Drew Barry. I almost just snorted really loud. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> we'll cut it out. We'll put in a different sound effect. So then they end up with the ladies, or well, how do they do that? Well, what happens? What happens is well, the lady. What what happens is is um. Uh, you're talking about the 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 widow of the web. The widow of the web. <laughs> or are you talking about? Are there multiple ladies I don't know about? Oh, no, 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 no. I see what you're saying. You're talking about the ladies who fed them. Yeah. Um, Is that around the same time he goes to... No, no, no. That happens later because... There's so similar. Many it's a that similar. Happen. No, it's it's a similar similar time frame uh-huh. because I think it actually might have happened while he went away when they, he because they were chilling in the swamps when he had yeah. to go back to the mountain. Yeah, that the crow that the uh, glaive was in. Yeah, <laughs> I should have done this from the beginning. I don't want to talk to my ex. Uh, all right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That widow of the web scene is pretty cool. Did you know that that actress actually was in uh, Dune? No. The, Did she the, play Paul Trudy's mother? Yeah. That was a good guess. Yeah. The uh, Bene Gesserit. I didn't know either. I just found out on an IMDb recently. Hmm. I'm not as cool as Hobo Wizard. No. I just don't know. He <laughs> presented afterwards. No, you did exactly oh, thank what you. he thank does. You. So <laughs> technically you are as cool as oh, awesome. Hobo Wizard. Awesome. So what happened between this Widow of the Web and... It's definitely implied that they were they they definitely had a relationship they, in, in their youth. Yeah, they were lovers. She became the widow of the web, and if he wanted to stay with her, 
he had to stay with her. He could never leave the the place where she lived, and he wouldn't do that. So when he goes to find out, you know, there there are scenes where he like literally has to climb across a gigantic spider web, and there's a stop motion black widowish like see is it's see-through with like red in it yeah you can see like the blood pumping and through it or like <laughs> creeping it's making that spider sound that they always do <laughs> sound you know that's the perfect creepy sound along with that like guitar plucking it's creepy it's pretty cool i i have a fear of spiders it's totally irrational but i don't like if i see spiders their little like sharp pointed legs just I get like a chill up my back and mm-hmm. I just feel like crawling on me. Yeah. So I usually try to look away during these spider scenes that happen in movies. Yeah. Wouldn't watch Spider-Man with me. I have really bad nightmares about spiders sometimes. That sucks. I'm sorry. It's okay. I don't know why I do because like I used to be all right with spiders when I was a kid. Like anyway. I definitely have a love-hate relationship with them. <laughs> I think they're cool insects. I just am terrified of them. Because I used to raise, like, tarantulas and stuff. Oh, but, really? Yeah. That's but they're cool. not insects. They're arachnids. They're oh, sorry. entire different species. I think they're creepy, too. But I used to have the same irrational fear, and I'm a lot less fearful now than I was. I don't know. Like Sometimes I'm pretty cool with them, but, like, if I'm just, like... Laying down, and there's something crawling on me. Yeah, anything. There's, there's just an immediate, you know, response in my brain. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh my god, What's this is just wrong. You know, on me? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think. yeah. So it's not, it's not irrational. It could be a cuddly, cute caterpillar crawling on me, and if I wasn't expecting it, if I'd freak out. Pitch dark, yeah. yeah. If, if, if it's the middle of the night, you'd probably yeah. be afraid feeling something crawling on you. Spiders with their spinely legs. So, ah, okay, never mind. Let's start. Let, anyways, anyway. <laughs> Widow of the Web. <laughs> he gets in the middle because he knows her name. It's an ancient name, and it's also Lissa. In fact, we find out all women on this planet are named Lit. No, we don't find that out. <laughs> it's an ancient name. But she, she is a the, in the prophecy says a girl of ancient name. You now, Patty. Pretty old, right? Patty mayonnaise. Patty mayonnaise. That lady, <laughs> that lady from Orange is the New Black, Yoga Jones. There you go. So is she the spider herself? Or is the spider just, like, her friend? I felt that it was like a guardian or, like, even yeah. her prisoner. Does. Oh, yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. That makes sense. It serves her... In a sense, but it also imprisons her and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's like they have a symbiotic relationship or something like that, maybe. I get the feeling like like this is like the lady in the web is like one of those quests where it's like, I need to know what's going on. So like, it's like life or death, like life or death, you know, but I need to know the answer to a question. Mm-hmm. So you go to and try to get in to talk to her so that you can learn this super important knowledge because she's a seer. Mm-hmm. And then... Maybe you can make it, maybe you won't, with this yeah. secret hidden knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Nobody ever has. <laughs> I really want to know the answer. Oh, thanks. Okay. It's like I'm the most dead. deadliest version of Wikipedia ever. Yeah. 
deadly Wikipedia. <laughs> Life was much more eventful coming to on a this theater planet near you. without Wikipedia. <laughs> it's like the most deadliest Google spider <laughs> algorithm spider ever. Oh god. Where is the beast castle? Well, just look on Google Crawl. <laughs> Google Crawl. <laughs> oh, it's not up to date yet. So the whole reason he has to go see the Widow of the Web is because without the blind seer, he can't find the location of the Beast's castle. So he goes knowing, basically, that he's going to die. Anir uh, does this. He speaks to her. She tells him where it is going to be, and then he journeys back. And while he is journeying back, I believe is when we get the uh, doppelganger scene. We go back to the Beast's castle. Uh, Alyssa has been running around all over the place, like we said. And finally, the, the whole time the Beast has been like, You are going to be my queen and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, like, occasionally keeps flashing, like, this, like, wedding dress that he wants her to wear. Yeah. Even though she's still, like, wearing the same clothes that she's wearing for, like, days. Her Why wedding, her wedding dress. really did happen. Yeah. Already happened. I think you'd look better in these heels. <laughs> wear the shiny stuff. <laughs> and he appears, he shows himself to her, like, his true form. In silhouette, and she, of course, is, like, horrified by him. But he says, I can take any form I need to. And all of a sudden, Colin is there next to her. In tight pants. Tight, in the tightest of pants. It's so true. (laughs) Look at my package, Lissa. Know that it is me. But he's got these blood-red eyes. Yeah, I think that scene is actually really cool. I thought it's pretty cool, too. Yeah. And then we see a vision of the jolly gang all hanging out at a party, partying up with the ladies. Hanging out with Liam Neeson's... <laughs> having some food. Wife number some drink, three or some four. Wenches. <laughs> yeah, he's got a couple of wives. He's a, he's a polygamist. Oh, yeah. And then that girl comes up to what's-his-face. Yep. Goes up to Colin and is like, hey, uh, I need to show you something. We all know what that means. Can't actually elbow you. You're kind of far away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we see the Beast and Lissa are also watching this because she he wants to show that I can take out Colin at any time. Mm. You know, he's already shown that he's got enormous powers. For some reason, he can't actually just, like, clap his hands and kill him. Never explained, but not not really a big deal. Well, I, I get the feeling like maybe, <laughs> maybe his power... Well... Is just stronger inside of his space rock. Sure. And maybe he's weaker when he's not in his giant space rock castle. I kind of got that feeling. Like he can still send his servants out to do his bidding for yeah. a limited amount of time. Sure. And and then like, I don't know if you really want to go too deep into it, but like even his servants or the invaders have this weird thing where like when they die, they make this like, this like high pitched squeal and then like like this weird like little thing pops out of their head and then goes right into the ground. Yeah, they're like some weird parasite. Like it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you want to dwell too much on it, but like are they running <laughs> are they like piloting a mech suit and it like gets pierced so they have to escape before it like blows up or something like that? Or or do they be, are there are they like weird like plant pods where they're gonna like just burrow into the ground and then grow into 
more invaders later. Some, some sort know. of evil thing, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it I, was, there was supposed to be continuations to the story, so mm-hmm. who knows? I think they're like alien. Like when the alien infects something, like a host. Like I think that the they're using the host to do what they want, and then when they die, like the little creature goes into the ground. But it's like I almost thought of the creature as it looks like a prawn or something, like a like a red little gooey gross prawn that's trying to go into the dirt. Okay, and then. Like, I pictured that prawn, like, I don't know what you imagine. You've seen it a lot of times. Yeah, I just, I've always been mystified by this this weird thing that would pop out of their heads and then go into the ground. Slimy tadpole baby thingy. I thought they were, like, I thought they were, like, worms that were gonna, like, go back underground to, like, the bad guy's castle or yeah. something. <laughs> Retreat! <laughs> and they don't even get me started on their ineffective like, combat style. Like, they have this, like, weird, like, <laughs> spiky musket thing that has one yeah. sh- one shot, right? They one shoot, shot. You got one laser. chance to kill someone, and then you flip that thing around, and then you poke them with the, po- the pointy yeah. end. You know? <laughs> then you very slowly approach somebody to poke them. <laughs> That didn't work. They have a lot uh, of technology, a lot of advances you. on this planet, but it's like a musket that they, they have, have a magical like castle. A civil war. They have a magical space castle, yet they have this, this weapon, <laughs> that they, and the, their their combat method. Like this is the most ultimate warrior in the universe. Like hard to believe. Yeah, hard to believe. And their swords glow red too when they're like in, when they're fighting. Oh like, yeah, they slap against other metal. <laughs> it's like they're they're enchanted themselves. But seriously, single shot laser guns. Like we haven't figured this out yet. <laughs> Flip it around. Here it goes. <laughs> They've got this, like, exoskeleton that they walk around in. Maybe that's why they're supposed to be badass. Because they mm. maybe only that kind of gun exists. And they've got the yeah. special um, armor or something. Ancient alien astronauts. <laughs> where were we? Oh, yes. Uh, so <laughs> Sorry, this, guys. This, Sorry. Girl, no, this no, girl is, like, good. takes Colin aside. And she's like, hey, uh, I think we should totally make out. And he's like, uh, no. I've got a girlfriend. Yeah, kind of. She lives in Canada. Canada. You know, but, but I'm pretty. You know, I'm pretty dedicated to her. And uh, you know, Lissa's like, ha, "Told you, ain't gonna cheat on me." You know, and the Beast is like, "Oh yeah." He like shows her like what's going on. Yep. So this this woman is she's. She like takes out a, like a dagger, doesn't she, or something like that. Yeah. She's she's ready to stab Colin. Like you, you gonna make out with me? I gotta stab you. If I had a nickel for every time somebody said that to me, <laughs> I don't think I would have any nickels. <laughs> Colin's like, whatever, go ahead, stab me. <laughs> Told you, got a girlfriend. She's Canadian. Whatever, you don't gotta believe me. She's a model. But she's so touched by this love that she's like, I can't, I can't kill you. I'm, I'm, I, I must betray my master. And uh, the beast released a, a wind. <laughs> that that part's pretty silly. Yeah, like, like he like opens his hand and then she like goes, screen, off screen. She gets blown away off screen. Like goofy. Who knows, man? I have no idea. <laughs> He's great power, though, apparently, <laughs> over his servants. <laughs> and everyone was like, wow, that was weird. And then Anir shows up and he's dying. 
I think that's what happens. Yeah, that sounds about right. And he's like, uh, it's it's over there, I think. Anyways, bye. <sighs> that lady has like an 80s like feathered hairdo. Like... The evil lady? Yeah. Yeah. Do the other ladies that are in the woods have hairdos like that? Mm, I don't remember, honestly. Yeah. But I remember her definitely having a very like teased yeah. to perfection. Like, layer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wife Liam Neeson had it just had like a kind of a big perm type thing mm-hmm. going on there. Lissa's got an 80s haircut. She has curly hair. Yeah. That's like out. Ringlet. The big, the big yeah. hair. But they are not going to be able to get to where the beast castle is in time. They have to get there before sunrise. And it's like on the other side of the planet. It's over by where the glaive was again. Dang it. Keep messing up. Have but, to keep walking across the planet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, where are those eagles? Yeah, yeah. Carry us over there. Yeah. But Cyclops has got a plan up his sleeve. He knows what to do. What does he do? Horses. Fire mares. Fire mares. Fire mares. Yeah, dude. This might be the single greatest thing that this movie gives us. <laughs> better than the glaive. Better than the cyclops. Better than that scene where Lissa's running through the castle and those two giant pink bubbles almost crush her. They go and they round up some Clydesdales, and we see that for about 10, 20 minutes of them <laughs> lassoing horses. It takes a long time. This movie's a very physical like, movie. There's a lot of physical things to be filler. done. Herding horses. Rocks more need to be climbed. Filler. After they've got their horses, they're all ready to go, and Cyclops is like, okay, see you guys later. Like, well, why isn't he coming with us? Well, Liam Neeson, voice of reason. He's going to die anyways. Why doesn't he come along? Uh, no, no, he's got to stick around. You know, he doesn't... I mean, if he hadn't gone with them, was he going to die by the horses? Or, like, or, or something nearby or something there, like that? There's a reason. A reason that he doesn't go with them? Well, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that he held off because... You know, even though he is a cyclops, I mean, fear of death is is a big thing, man. Right, it's a big thing. Right, but he said they say that. Um, he, how weird would it be to know he's seen like, his death, <laughs> and he must face it, or he will bring great pain upon himself. Right. Oh, but he chooses not to face it by running and joining them because he does later go and join them. I thought that he knew that he was going to die when he does die. So like, he, he was just going to, he, he just wanted to be was, cool one more time? No, I thought he was delaying it because he knew the timing of when it was supposed to happen. Uh, that Yeah, that makes precise sense. Okay, so he definitely wanted to be cool one more time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? No, 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 he just knew that he was going to be the one. He he was going to die at like, you know, Five fifty, yeah. and he knew that he needed yeah. to take more time. Yeah, I know. But he's he's Cyclops like Machina, though. Like, are are you saying okay? Hypothetically, what you're saying here is the the events leading leading up to this are they they ride the fire mares up to the castle. Yes, 
They get there. They yes. look around and say, "There's no entrance." Right. And then people start dying right. because because the, the laser beams Robbie are killing Coltrane them. Bites yeah. It. Yeah. We lose Hagrid. Mm, he's been around this whole time. So so hypothetically, what you're saying is if the Cyclops been there the entire time. Hagrid would still be alive. Is that what you're trying to say? Mm, maybe I don't know. My what I what I thought was was that he was he saw his own death. And it was not going to be with them at the castle. Like oh. He was going to either die sometime soon after they all left or a long time after, just not then. But he knew there was a chance that he might die if he did join them. Okay. I, thought, I assumed that him bringing great pain upon himself was when he is literally crushed to death ah. by the closing castle walls. So, but... Huh. I you, thought he knew he was going to die by the closing wall. I don't know. Well, the, the thing is, the, I mean, the fact is, is that the Cyclops never tells us what his actual death was supposed to be. So it's definitely, definitely left up to interpretation as to whether he knew he was going to get crushed in a door. In a door. I wish Anira was still alive so he could tell us. Afterwards. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> he, he was supposed to die the way he did, so don't worry. <laughs> his hourglass got tipped, man. It was he was fine. done. Yeah, broke that days of our lives snuff. That's right. So that's what happens. They they ride they ride the flaming horses across the sky in an amazing green screen scene where they're yeah. all, they are riding on horses. Like yeah. those aren't like they fake look like horses. They're having the time of their lives. But it's all yeah. We're only seeing the top half of them, and then every <laughs> once in a while, a far shot of. <laughs> we had the fire going off, and we see, uh, like I said, it looks like uh, Santa's reindeer flying off in the background, and they get to the castle just in time. Or they they get to the castle, and they start climbing it, but of course, you know, it's it's well guarded, everybody's getting shot, Robbie Goltrain gets killed. I don't like that scene. I've never, or I didn't notice the first two times I watched it, he's like giving them his last words, like, he says like, we're heroes after all, or something. He like. says like, I, I said that I didn't know if the journey oh, was worth it, and... It was, so finish it. Like, he's saying, like, finish it or something like that. But before he says finish it, he gets shot again or something like that. It gets cut off. Like, yeah. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. Didn't even get his last few moments there. The yeah. battle scenes are brutal in this. They're like real wartime. Yeah. When your best friend is right there and then he's gone. It doesn't turn away from it. It's like totally. we see somebody getting killed, shot, whatever. The intensity is definitely amped up by the time they get to this castle, though. Mm-hmm. And I think his passing was kind of like a wake-up call for the audience. Like, you're just like, oh, that's Important right. Important people might die. Yeah. 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 That's right. We've only got, like, at that point, when they actually get inside, there's there's Torkel, there's the kid, Bandit, Liam Neeson, and at least one other guy. Ergo. Well, I'm just counting the bandits. Mm. Ergo is alive. Titch is alive. Yep. Colwyn, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, temporarily, Cyclops. <laughs> As Cyclops goes in there, he's, he's totally metal. He gets up there, starts climbing, shooting guys left and right or whatever. Gets shot himself. Just kind of brushes it off. Goes, pulls a guy out. Yeah. Holds the do- door open for them. And he, like, oh, man. that Intense. That's pretty terrible like as a child i uh. i don't know though at the same time maybe maybe 
I don't know. I always felt that his sacrifice was very noble, though. It is noble, you know? but he gets smushed. Yeah, it's kind of not the way anyone wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> Which definitely maybe bodes to the fact that maybe he wasn't supposed to be there. But maybe yeah. that's that, that was the upper hand that he had was maybe he knew what his fate was. Yeah. And so he decided to go the opposite way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Which is why he had a very horrific, unfortunate death. It's really weird how he, right before he dies, he goes, I love you, Colin. After he died, the old man, if he were there, would have said, it's not really the way anybody wants to die. <laughs> totally. That's he would have paused. Nice. He would have yeah. paused and said that. That was brutal. <laughs> he was supposed to get hit by a fire horse. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> was not expecting that. And I, I know the future. Yeah. Just totally. I know this is off topic or like, but how do you think they blinked that eye on him? It's just a totally mechanical thing, like, attached to his face, right? Like a device off-screen, somebody hit a button. I felt like he was saying his lines and then, like, pushing the button himself. Yeah, maybe. I felt maybe it might have been someone behind them with, like, a little air pump. Oh, yeah, maybe, huh? Standing behind that yeah. guy the whole time. Yeah, there totally. Was a, there was a guy completely totally. dressed in green that was reaching over, pushing it down, pulling it back up again. <laughs> they, like, it's they all computer CG. Graphed it the down. blinking is all CG <laughs> animated. Oh, yeah, George Lucas added it in in the special edition. <laughs> anyway. In the just... castle, things go from terrible to worsable. Liam Neeson gets shot. Poor guy. He made it almost all the way to the end. Almost. Yeah. And he, like, he's, his character was actually developed. He wasn't just a bandit. You know, he had yeah. wives and all this other stuff like that. He left a lot of widows that day. Like, I liked him a lot. You know, I wish he was my special friend. Totally. Like, just a regular friend. Not sp- <laughs> what you know what? special friend, <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, you know, we ride bikes together. Oh, okay. You know, trade yeah. trade cards. What is it with Liam Neeson and dying in fantasy movies? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he just he just can't hold on to his liver or whatever. Eaten by wolves, killed by Boba Fett, shot, shot with a bunch of arrows and Excalibur. Yeah. yeah. And after that, we Colin is well. What happens? Titch and Ergo fall into like a pit. That opens up. You know, it's a pretty standard dungeon really trap here. style, yeah. But unconventionally done, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you get the feeling like this is like, like the outside of this 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 thing is like a rock and, you know, mm-hmm. or, or rocky. But then the inside feels almost like organic. Yeah. You know, revealed earlier in the movie when uh, Lissa's running around, you get this kind of weird, like, like this thing is alive. It's like Castlevania. It is its own living being. Yeah. It's like a fun house, and you just, like, suddenly are sliding down a wall or something <laughs> yeah. into another... Yeah. You can't walk on this floor. It's too bouncy. <laughs> <laughs> but Ergo and uh, Titch find them having to fend for themselves, because here's, you know, naturally a bunch of invaders are in there running towards them, and... And uh, Ergo has taken a liking to this this boy who has been orphaned ever since his menial, blind grandfather, man with a white van and no windows, oh. has died. Oh. Who's going to give me candy now? Oh. Ergo's like, I don't know, kid. Uh, whatever. 
He wanted a puppy and he turned into a puppy. I forgot yeah. about that part. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, Ergo asked the kid what, 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 or the kid asked him if he wished for anything, what would it be? Yeah. And I forgot what, what he. The most powerful wizard in the world or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And Titch is like, I want a puppy. And Ergo's like, you're so stupid. I hate you. But he turns himself into a basset hound puppy. Oh. They have basset hounds on this planet. That's, yes, they have basset hounds. <laughs> they have geese. Uh, fireballs. Fireballs. Fire mares. And tigers. <laughs> Tiger. I definitely feel like that it would have been a very effective spell to turn into a fireball there at the end. Yeah, take those guys out with a fireball instead. <laughs> yeah, but then he couldn't have been near death when he gets... Uh, I guess he gets shot at some point, right? Yeah. He changes into a tiger... A very beautiful tiger, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. tiger. And he doesn't immediately turn around and eat the kid. He goes and attacks the. <laughs> he scares the guys he away. He keeps his intelligence. He's just a tiger, right? Come on, Come on. <laughs> Richard Parker. My fav- one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when he's the when he's the goose, mm-hmm. and he's looking at the paper trying to read his scroll so he can turn <laughs> back into a oh, human. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. That totally is a scroll, which is like ridiculously cute by the way that they made a goose like I don't know they must have put something look at a piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) no goose look over here it's the best it's the best (laughs) put a cracker on the piece of paper very educated goose alright I have to say the guy that that actor is pretty awesome though yeah totally yeah I really like him totally wish I'd seen him in more stuff I wish he had been in more stuff but he died rather young that's unfortunate at some point, the rest of the bandits get separated from Colin, right? He, like, goes into they a place. Up. They run off, and they end up in the trash compactor, but the trash compactor is full of spikes that come out of the wall, and one of them gets horribly impaled. Horribly impaled. <laughs> like, he's, he's like, reach, crawling around on the ground. He's managed to avoid these things, but for what, he, like, drops something, doesn't he? And he's, like, reaching for it and... It was his dagger. He like, went back oh, for really his need, dagger. I really need this dagger. <laughs> My mom gave it to me. <laughs> Dude, if this movie tells you anything about adventuring... Don't go back. Just leave the dagger. There's going to be another one. There's <laughs> going to be another dagger in your future. You're a thief. Like, this is what you do. Yeah. This is what you do, dude. You steal things. Go find another one. <laughs> I'm sure Colwyn Colwyn has thousands of daggers. I'm sure he'll, he'll yeah. be like, oh, I'm sorry you lost that one. Why don't you go hit up my armory over here? <laughs> Seeing as I have a castle that with, that no one lives in now. Right, right. Heck, you can have your own room, dude. <laughs> go, just go. <laughs> yeah, well, the dagger's pretty sweet. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was yeah, just hindsight. Right. Hindsight, you know. Yeah. Hindsight. True. Reminds me of that scene in... Saving Private Ryan when that guy dies horribly by a knife. You've seen that movie, Aaron? I, I have seen Saving yeah. Private Ryan. Yeah. I have. It's pretty bad. It's a really intense movie. Yeah. Speaking of intense movies. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're they're trapped there. Cohen's wandering around and he figures out that uh, Lissa is trapped in a giant jello mold. Yeah. Right? Yeah, she she's she's trapped in this uh kind of HR uh, Geiger looking orb thing. Totally. The only way to get her out is to freaking finally use the glaive. Finally. Yeah. He this d- is the time he knows to use it. Yes. Colin kind of gives that smile that he does throughout the entire movie, but it's like this time he's like, oh yeah, the glaive. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I get to use the glaive. <laughs> hey guys, watch this. 
And he flings it at the thing, and he turns into a power saw, and the whole time he's standing there, kind of smiling, <laughs> holding his hand out like Magneto. Arms stretched like in front of him. It's like a boomerang with knives mm-hmm. on it. Like, mm-hmm. it seems super dangerous to try and catch it. Does he just will the blades to go back inside again, or does he catch it, like, in the middle? Well, I, I don't remember, I remember that he kind of held it. He kind of held it in his palm, like, 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 like between, like that, and he pressed the circle in the middle, mm-hmm. and that's how, when the spikes popped out. So, I don't know. And then when it comes back, well, I guess, I guess what? He's happened? the chosen one. Yeah. He frees her for the hole. Uh huh. Beast shows up. He doesn't like that. Can't take my princess. Mm-mm. Princess is in another castle, not this super space castle. Different one. Super space rock. Nicole naturally assumes, well, this glaive must be good for something else, too. So it tosses it at the beast, hits him right in the neck. Oh, that really hurt. The beast wants the glaive, doesn't he? Yeah, he's kind of like reaching for it. Yeah, I got the feeling that that he wanted it. Yeah, yeah. the, The beast is super big. He's, he's not he's not one of those normal sized beasts. No, he, he grew pretty big, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he? He's like the end level boss, obviously. He was kind, of, and, and he he, he kind of like decided not to like speak in any language. He was just kind of doing like the whole yeah kind of thing at that point. Or maybe yeah. That that's his tongue. Cat language. I took many lessons to learn your language, princess. The least you can do is show me some appreciation. Dude, I remember... Yeah. Yeah. Took so long to learn English. Get stabbed with glaive. I had to send away for a kit. (laughs) (laughs) I made a pattern and everything for your wedding dress, Uh, and this is what I get? How do you say glaive? I sewed that wedding dress all night. <laughs> I put extra lace on it just for you. Listen, the only thing I have on this ship are soldiers. <laughs> All right, none of these guys know so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so drawing of that beast on the sewing machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not frilly enough. You see this like. <laughs> <laughs> you see this like big red light and you see the like shadowy figures sometimes of the beast like and he's like kind of like dancing around like like they're telling him to like move around yeah. and like you can see the costumes kind of like jiggling in places like, <laughs> <kind> of... <laughs> I have to say he looked really cool though like, yeah. they did a really good job of making him look creepy and awesome yeah, yeah. he is gross yeah they did a good job of that Stay away from me, beast. The creep factor is pretty good on that one. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it that way, though. I don't yeah. know. I'm into it. It's cool. Hits him with a glaive once. Oh, yeah. Hits him with a glaive again, and that one sticks in his craw. And he goes down for the count. Everything's okay now, right? Yep. Let's run away. Wee. Oh, no. He's still alive. Well, they take about five minutes because... <laughs> Yeah, after after he takes him oh, down, right. they take about five minutes of like Colwyn like going like, oh, I, 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 I better doing yeah. the hand thing. It, but but like his face is all like very concentrated on it, like squinting, like this the the, the the um the lackadaisical like like enthusiastic smile kind of kind of fades a bit because the realization that I'm not getting my toy back. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
Was he, yeah. he like walks up to try to get it, doesn't he? He, yeah. he starts walking back towards him, and that's when he jumps. <laughs> that's when the beast yeah. is like, "Hey, I'm still around, guys. What's Surprise! up?" Surprise! <laughs> and that's Surprise. when the tiger <laughs> mauls him. <laughs> that would have been cool. See, that would have been way cool. I want the tiger to be the serious. Yeah, it could lit the tiger on fire and thrown it at the beast. Hey, I'm glad that Urko saved the kid, though. Me too. <laughs> Fire oh, Tiger. Yes. I'm glad they didn't resort to child killing at any point. <laughs> no, I'm they don't have to make it that gnarly. Yeah. yeah. As far as we know. <laughs> well. Who knows how many countless children died when the beast invaded initially. Yeah. yeah. Okay, moment of silence Thanks. for the children. Ah. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> So Beast is still alive, but at the... Okay, there's something we didn't talk about. There's mm. some sort of weird relationship going on with fire in this movie. Oh, yeah, huh? Like... Fire and... Like, well, you well, put the water in the... Take the fire from, from the my water. Hand. Or I give the fire to the water. To the one I choose. And then she takes the fire from the water. And she only gives it to him. a bro. <laughs> and he, he can get he can grab the fire. This from is her at the hand. wedding ceremony when they initially do this, and he does not take the fire from her. Well, because he, he well, because he gets to. interrupted. Yeah, yeah, by a bunch of murderous goons. And when he goes to get the glaive, he has to reach into a. It looks like hot lava. I mean, it's supposed totally. To be. Yeah, and he just totally. reaches in there like, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, obviously Ooh, fire is not a problem on this planet. <laughs> I see a quarter. <laughs> so, I see. Ooh. <laughs> no, it's very obvious that the elements on other planets that are very harmful are not so harmful on this planet. Right. <laughs> Except quicksand is still pretty deadly. <laughs> I'm thinking because he, he's royalty, maybe he's just, you know, that's the, like a royal uh, feature. That sure. Because she's her blood. She lines. also can touch fire. He could touch fire. So he ends up... High Lord, like, High Lord humans can just... Uh, yeah, Liss is like, no, it wasn't ever supposed to be the glaive. Only we can defeat him. With fire. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of like one of the most intense weddings ever, huh? If you think about it. Super long engagement. Death of a dude. Never saw each other before right then. Dads yeah. are dead. <laughs> it's pretty much the longest wedding ceremony ever. <laughs> when, he, <laughs> when she hands him the fire oh, okay. and he starts using on the beast, I just oh the look on his face. I, yeah, he's really excited. He's 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 like oh yeah, and the beast is like ah 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 fire. And so he does it one spray. Ah, that does that's not very good. Sprays him again. Ah, the beast is definitely going down this time. He holds it for a while. Oh yeah, he's like a couple minutes of just spraying the beast with fire. Like, uh -huh. The beast is like, he's like oh no, oh no, <laughs> throws of death, and then he stops. Oh, he's not done yet. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say that the subtleties of that scene were lost to me until we until we watched it this time. <laughs> he's just he's going down already, but he just keeps nope. on blasting him with the fire. Triple tap. <laughs> this one's not a double tap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, so Beast dies by the flamethrower, and I honestly thought he was going to do it a fourth time because we go back to him again. Totally. He's just kind of standing there. And then Anir shows up, and he's like, oh, by the way, you can only kill the beast with fire. <laughs> I meant to tell you guys. I meant to tell you that before yeah, I died. I <laughs> so I knew you were going to do it, too. That's why I didn't tell you. <laughs> Good trick I played on you with the glaive, huh? I knew you'd figure it out. <laughs> Shut up, little boy. <laughs> You'll find out eventually. <laughs> I didn't know you could actually use that thing. I've been using it to shave for years. <laughs> it's got five blades. It's the cleanest yeah. shave I've ever gotten. <laughs> so Way better than Mach 3. Yeah. Like, is that where it ends? Uh, they, uh, well, no, they... Torkoal and the kid are still in that pit. And, and the castle's every, starting to... Everything retracts, luckily, and they all meet up again. We get it. Ergo looks like he has been killed, but it turns out he's okay also. So, Titch, Ergo, Torquil, the bandit kid, Lissa, and Colwyn all run out of the castle. Or another... Yeah, he's using his flamethrower all over the place. Lighting up doorways. Breaking down walls. Then he runs back to the beast, lights him on fire again. <laughs> they get out. The castle all just erupts up into the sky. And then, yes, then basically the movie's over. Oh, he tells him that he's the new whatever. He's like a sheriff or something. Yeah. Head marshal. The new head only marshal. Only the king and the head marshal have the key. key. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a callback because he said that earlier. And Colin was like, like oh, yes. I'm the king? Wink. Yep. I quit. Oh my god. I feel like everybody should have gotten together and danced at the end of this. Like after yeah. the beast was dead, there should have been like a party or like a dancing. Like Ten minutes of dancing. Maybe there was and they cut it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I get so excited when I watch this movie, though. Yeah. Like, it's so enthusiastic. Even though there are definitely some pretty dark elements. Like, I feel that it's a pretty enthusiastic <laughs> movie about, like, overcoming, you know, evil, I guess. Yeah. You know? I yeah. think that it is a, wor- a movie that is worth watching at least once. And that I'm sorry that it did not have any sort of continuation, like, novels or comic books or anything like that afterwards. Because I would have, like... Been into seeing some of the stuff now. As I kind of want to hunt the guy down who wrote this, yeah, and just see if we can interview and him, murder him. I think. Oh, you want to interview him? Okay. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, there were definitely a lot of unique ideas that were explored in this movie that I I didn't see <laughs> elsewhere. But I know that there were things taken from other things. Obviously, oh yeah, totally. Or, or trying to capitalize on the success of other oh, franchises. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I just think that. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's unique. It's unique in a lot of ways. Stanford Sherman, the writer of this movie, also wrote The Ice Pirates. The Man Who Wasn't There, Any Which Way You Can, the sequel to Any Which Way Let Loose. Wow. (laughs) And several, 15 episodes of the Batman television show. Oh, the animated series? Oh, in the 60s? Yes. Oh, cool. And The Man from (laughs) Uncle. So that's cool. Right on. You can see that. Yeah, Batman. So, let's go. Let's let's end this here right there. Next week is Campo's pick and I have not been told 
what Kempo's pick is going to be. It's a mystery. So, uh... Oh, should I say? Yes, come over here come over and here. tell me. <coughs> oh, no! Oh, okay, no, it's... it's oh, oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. All right. Uh, the pick I have is Cutie Honey, live-action movie. Cutie Honey, mm-hmm. live-action movie. Look up the trailer. Do you happen to know what year that's from? Okay. If you look it up on YouTube, you'll... Live action. Live Cutie. action. Oh, it is literally called Cutie Honey Live Action mm. from 2004. I don't lie. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, cool. her clothes rip off. Cool. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like clothes. <laughs> I showed the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch it after this. Okay, cool. <laughs> Cutie Honey nice. live action. Excellent. Thank you, Kempo. Uh, <laughs> That's what we'll be watching next week if anybody wants to watch beforehand. Um, so email us, us at please don't podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter if you like. Outer Space Pod is our Twitter handle. We have a Facebook page. If you want to come over, uh, like us on there. We're not doing much other than posting episodes, but occasionally photos and stuff like that. We we are going to try to mix it up pretty soon. <coughs> what was I going to say? I was going to say, oh, uh, if you subscribe to us, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating or a review. Anything like that would be super helpful to us. We appreciate anybody who already has, but we appreciate anybody who listens, really. So, thank you very much. Thank you. Did you guys have any lessons that you learned from this movie, Kroll? Oh, man. I kind of want a fire mare, you know? I think think, uh, the fire mare is the the end of our uh, oil crisis here on this planet. Just need a force that can ride. ride. (laughs) The only future you can see for our energy crisis problems is a fire mare. Yep. Yes. Nice. Uh, the lesson I learned. Crawl is a dangerous planet, and I would probably just hide somewhere if I were there. Mm-hmm. Totally. And the lesson that I learned is that if you ever think you're going to run out of food, you should probably just find a magician and try to trick him into turning you into a goose. <laughs> Mm -mm. (laughs) We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.